since the dawn of time, there have always been stories of mythical beasts to frighten us, terrify small children, and make us wonder, is there something magical in this world? Nerd is the new sexy. Hello, this is Gambit. With me tonight, as always, is... Wildfire One! And also... A sick Grizzly McBee. What's up, y'all? This is episode 74. What is the topic? Mythical creatures, I would believe. Big feet. Big oh, oh, no, creatures. Okay. Big feet. Uh, but let's before we start that, let's let's touch base on you know the uh, the giveaway. Let's talk about the giveaway for a second or two. Yeah. Hey, is there a counter for? Is there a counter for how many people have actually signed up? Yeah, I can. Um, uh, let me check that out. Yeah. Uh, hundred and twenty-two uh, subscriptions. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of chances to win an SNES classic there. 122. Let's, let's just, so that's good. In 24 hours. It's 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 fucking great. Yes. Yeah, so it's just it's, it's I I know I personally really appreciate it. I <laughs> what I remember I remember starting way back in episode 17 and just and I'm a personal 15. like huge fan 15, I'm sorry, episode 15. And I'm a huge fan of podcasts in general. I'm that guy who listens to podcasts more than I listen to anything else. So I was very excited to do it, but I do, I'm do. i a very realistic podcast listener, and I know that realistically, not a lot of people in a podcast. So the fact that we got 200 people, and then the page is supposed to be really fun, the Facebook page, I always like throwing things up there. I encourage all you guys to do the same. Um, so like I said, big shout out to all you guys. This is all you guys, so yep. that's why you guys get it. One of you... What do you lucky sons of bitches is gonna get a NES classic? I'm not that I'm jealous or nothing. I just kind of hate your face. An SNES that. classic. That's what I said. An SNES classic. I, I just thought mumbled. you said NES. Yeah, you mumbled. You fuck. I'm, I, it's kind of what I do. <laughs> so yeah, we wanted to thank everyone, and you will, there'll be a thank you video out for you know the the YouTube here is shortly once we get everything in order. Uh, lots of big things coming uh, since Christmas is right around the corner. You'll definitely have a Christmas episode here. So yeah, we got a few more things coming. Uh, this cause, because this is December, uh, so be sure to keep an eye on the uh, YouTube page, all the uh, beautiful social media. Without further ado, do do a do do, gentlemen. <laughs> let's get into the topic. Today we're talking about mythical beasts. So mythical beasts, man. What are mythical beasts? Where do they come from? And where do they and, and where do they show up in nerd life? Well, fucking uh, simple answer to that is fucking every goddamn where. Everywhere. Um, <laughs> every yes. fucking where. Pen and um, paper so, games, video games. Uh, no, in seriously, our tabletop games, paper games, RPGs, video games, comic masturbation, books, movies, TV shows. Oh my god, they're all over masturbation now. Yeah. Anyways, there is literally a thousand and one. So we're not gonna sit here. So tonight on the podcast, we're not gonna sit here and debate every single last individual one because that's a lot. We're just gonna name some good ones. Maybe get stuck on a few. You know the popular ones. I try to. I, I am telling you right now, I have no interest to talk about fucking vampires. Blah blah. But I will say this. I will. I will say this about vampires. I will say this one thing. If you sparkle, you are not a fucking vampire. <laughs> Agreed. If you're sparkle, you're, you're if you want to get politically pirate. correct, it could be you better not. You better not in any way, in any way, agree that vampires sparkle. Otherwise, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna fist fuck you. <laughs> what if he wants to be just fabulous? <laughs> I guess a homosexual vampire can be a thing. It's 2017. Anything's possible. 
But they well, can't I mean, okay, in sunlight. Let's, let's, no, let's fuck. We're on this topic. So honestly, gay vampires, is it possible? Yes, it's completely possible. As a matter of fact, the first show that I ever really saw delve into that topic, honestly, was fucking True Blood. Yeah. True Blood talked about that you, you are your sexuality from whatever you are when you fucking get made. And some people's well, sexuality... Well, there gay vampires in that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell gay vampires. And I mean, like, it just makes perfect sense, you know, like... It, now, True Blood again was a, one of the only shows that actually showed that vampires like to do other things than just suck blood. Because most of the vampires, let's say my favorite vampires in the whole world, uh, written by the wonderful Miss Anne Rice, uh, and mm. talk about gay vampires though. Yes. The 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 homo the, the the homosexual undertones in that book were just thick. You could cut the homosexual with a fucking sparkly knife. Yeah. But that being said, though, um, you know. When you when you are a vampire, um, your your inhibition your inhibitions go away from your normal life. You you know you don't really care so much anymore. Uh, but you are what you were in life. So I mean, if you're, you're gay, you're gay. If you're straight, you're fucking straight. Like it's not it's not like yeah. oh I'm a vampire mm-hmm. suddenly I have to be fucking straight. No, that's not the way it works. If you are a vampire, uh, you are what you are. And if your you're preferences a child, you're a don't child. change that's, that's, because you turned into a vampire. Maybe a zombie. Exactly. And that's and that's actually why I brought up Anne Rice because if you're a child and that's why in the Anne Rice books is one of the only ones that talk about it. You don't turn children because children stay children, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. And that's a big problem in the vampire world. They they never grow up. They, they, their mind gets older to where they know they're for inf- ever going to be a child, but they still struggle with it. But and then on top of that, book. they really can't fit in. Oh, dude, the Anne Rice books are fucking amazing. Yeah, all I've, them, which I've read goes a few into great them. mythical creatures. Now, vampires aside, I mean, that's really all I want to get into. Vamp- don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't like vampires because vampires have their place. And, but I, but honestly, there's so much lore with vampires that you could Well, it's changed. The, the entire- it's changed so much. Like, throughout the years, it's changed almost ridiculously. And the, I think the biggest – and what you went into is the biggest ridiculous change – for vampires was the sparkly vampire in the daytime. Well, there was – well, okay. So so uh, there is this thing that I started seeing happening, and I don't know exactly when it happened. I don't want to say it was Twilight. I really want to say it was Anne Rice. Um, but there was this sudden shift, and not just with vampires but with a lot of scary mythological creatures where suddenly they weren't scary anymore. They wanted to be sexy. You know, yeah, sexy like that vampire. Warm Bodies movie. Ugh. Yes, yeah, sexy zombies, sexy werewolves, sexy vampires. You know, it's like no, not every look. Not everything has to be fucking sexy. The point of a vampire was yes. The point of a vampire has always been that the fact that he looks human and will seduce you and bring you into his his home. And that's what you're most vulnerable, and you just want to dick down this vampire. That's when they kill you. They bite you and they kill you, and they show you what kind of true animal they really are. And really, when you get into the lore of vampires, that's a fascinating subject to. To really, uh, to really play out that, that a vampire doesn't show you the evil that's inside him until you're at your most weak and most vulnerable. And when you're truly giving yourself to that vampire, that's when the devil comes out. That is a wow, – I just kind of stumbled onto a fascinating topic well, that I wasn't really trying to get Continue. On, continue because you, you just totally – Would you like to continue with this um, – Life lesson that you learned on this revel- this I mean, revelation that you come up with. I mean, you well, I mean, to us how you came upon this uh, sexual deviant vampire. <laughs> well, no, that's how that's how vampires have always been portrayed. So, so, so in American culture, the very first vampire. Wow, I spent way too much time on this than I wanted to. But the very first vampire in American culture was that old nineteen. Because it was the old black and white movie, the old Nosferatu. Well, that wasn't that wasn't like, in American culture. Wasn't the first vampire, but that's the first vampire no, 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 that no. we saw on the movie. Line, on, this, right, you know, the first, screen. first movie. But not Sinatra was vampires. the movie, yeah. Yes, so so those came out, and then 
the resurgency came where the, 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 the books and the lore started becoming no, they're they're creatures of the night, they're immortal, they're eternal, and whatever and they're because they're immortal, they look pretty forever or beautiful and young if they got turned while they were young, which actually does make more sense because if you really think about human history, the average age of most people up until about 1900, the average age of people was 40 years old. So you would never really see an old vampire. That's why I think you never saw an old vampire. Mm -hmm. You know, Going back to what I was saying, though, vampires always have to be good-looking and beautiful and charming and can charm your socks off. And then when you least expect it, when your guard is down, when you're loving, when something good should happen to you, that's when they turn into what they are what they truly are, and they just murder the fuck out of you. Like, they just, I mean, they just bite your uh, your femoral artery, your femoral artery, your, you know, whatever, whatever whatever vein, your jugular, whatever vein they can get into, and they just rip you apart, and they bathe in your blood. They're the most satanic creature that you could ever get in, like, really get to, which goes into, like, you know, religious philosophy when you get into vampires. But, no, that's a very thing, that's a very thing, is, like, should vampires vampires i feel like always represent the beauty or the danger of youth and beauty well it comes with being a fucking blood-sucking soulless dick eater i don't know that was that was a hell of a revelation i'm sorry i started ranting on that like i just got really like my 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 my, i got i got a little lightheaded from that revelation (laughs) i'm a little lightheaded too but uh that's a that's a good touch up on vampires it's a good start um vampires because they are they're a big part of of you know, mythical creatures, a big part of mythical creatures. And they've kind of changed throughout the years. I'm fine. I'm glad. And going back to the sparkly vampire thing, I'm kind of glad that's not a thing anymore. Oh no, that's what I was talking about though. So, so yeah. So that you, sorry, you got me back on track. So, so this, this idea of sexy vampires. Now the thing about it is, and I remember the day that it actually happened. I remember the first time I personally experienced. Now I don't know. And I don't, and I don't want to misrepresent what I'm going to say. So please don't quote me on this. But I do remember the first time I personally saw it, and that was not only sexy vampire, not only is that whole you know, ooh, you know, he's you know, brooding and sexy, and I want to date him, but then he's got a soul. He's not evil. And he doesn't want to bite me. The first <laughs> time I saw that, Buffy. Yes. The movie or the series? The the series. The series. So the better one. Yeah, I see that. I mean, Buffy was interesting. Because it was Angel. It was all about Angel. Angel, and, and, and again, the story of Angel is that he actually got his soul back. So the idea in, in the Buffy <coughs> version of vampires is that when you die, when you get bit, your memories and your feelings are there, but your soul, your literal soul goes to hell, and then that's why you do all these evil acts. And that's why you're much more sadistic when you come out. Well, Angel got cursed, and he got his soul back, so he was actually human with all the abilities of a vampire. And then, you know, the immortality and all that stuff. So, But he didn't want to drink blood anymore. He didn't want to hurt people. He was literally just kind of a pussy-ass vampire, <laughs> uh, which really bothered the fuck out of me. Well, since you started with vampires, Grizzly, why don't you, why don't you chime in and show us, uh, tell us about another mythical creature that comes to mind? Being from somebody who is a nerd but grew up in the hills, you know, grew up in the forest, grew up in nature, the biggest one that comes to mind for me is Bigfoot. He's seen all over the world and has many different names. The Abominable Snowman, the Yeti, which it falls into the Bigfoot family, but is supposedly like four foot tall, <laughs> depending on you know what myth you're going off of. But uh, Bigfoot, seen and there's stories about Bigfoot all over the world. I would say Bigfoot's more cryptozoology than something like a mythical creature, though. Mythical would be like a from you know literal myths but i guess i guess it does fall into that as well but you know it 
cryptozoology, yeah, but mythical in the fact that nobody's ever found a body of a Bigfoot. No, yeah, I think you can can even say you can even say it's our modern day mythical creature. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's just like another mythical creature that you know can be explained is. You know, the Loch Ness Monster. Nissy. Again, falls into the... Into oh, man, the I got so into Nissy Myth. I got so into the Nissy Myth. Well, what can you tell us about the Nessie Myth Gambit? Well, okay, so the Loch Ness Monster is because... And why they call it Nessie. The Loch Ness is actually in Scotland. It's And it is a lake that actually runs... The, the loch that runs into the actual ocean. Actually, So it's it, it, it has a channel or a funnel that goes into the ocean. Um, that being said, they believe that its mating grounds or its most comfortable spot is the Loch Ness, and then it swims out in the sea. And they actually believe that some some scientific s- studies believe that it's a, a dinosaur from the Paleolithic era. So yeah, so the Nessie that might be its mating ground, and why we don't have to, why we don't see it very often is because it can live in the ocean without surfacing for a very long time. It's just a very fascinating. Now, if you want to go with things that could possibly exist like Nessie, because Nessie is a very big possibility, because the thing about the ocean is we don't know what's in the ocean. There's 80% of the ocean is still unexplored, yep. something like that. I think it might be lower. But I guess well, like there's a lot of the, of the ocean unexplored. that we don't know about because we can't go that deep. And one of the one of the one of the things that used to th- everybody thought was a, a mythical creature that turned out to be true was the freaking giant squid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now whether that, now whether that be a kraken or not is another entirely different thing. But release the kraken. Um, you know the kraken. You know, but it's in the same realm of possibilities. The kraken versus you know the, you know a giant squid is basically the same thing. Now, but the, yeah. So I like I like the idea of Nessie. I, there's something about the idea of it. It just it just makes me really happy because of the idea that it's anything's possible. And then it just it just reaffirms the fact that like God damn is that ocean big. You know, yeah. yeah. It's like, goddamn nature, you scary as a motherfucker. Like, <laughs> and I don't know. Like, I don't swim in the ocean. Like, that's a rule of mine. Like, it I, does, well, I think what it does cool. is it makes us feel like we're not as small as we actually, are, you know, we actually are. The Earth is pretty much a speck in space, and if you, when you come to that realization, it's kind of scary. Like, we feel you're minute. Once you think about, like, oh, man, there's still unexplored stuff on Earth, that kind of makes it interesting, you know? Yeah, that is very true. And that well, and that goes in with, I mean, just, I mean, one of my favorite, the, the, the one animal that I got very into all the time was dragons. There are so many different classifications of dragons. And now it's easier, yes, it is easier, and if I don't want to be a super nerd, it's just easier to lump them all together because I have a Chinese dragon tattooed on my arm. Which, But I love dragons. Uh, dragons always fascinate me, too, especially when I was a kid. And who remembers Dragonheart? Yeah, of course. Of course. With Sean Connery Sean as a dragon? Oh, who didn't want Sean Connery as a pet dragon? Come on. Sign me up all day. I would ride that motherfucker. Said every girl ever. Well, now he's too old for that shit. <laughs> I mean, Viagra, man. So, yeah, dragons were another one. Dragons were another huge mythical creature for me that I just got really ridiculously into. Probably almost more than I needed to get into. Well, it's easy to get into dragons. It really is. It's. Re- I mean, it really is. It really fucking is to get really easy to dragons. Uh, and that would also explain your your Nessie fetish, which is basically a fucking dragon. Fucking dragons, dude! I can't tell you how much I'm okay. a dragon, dude. All wyverns are dragons, but not all dragons are wyverns. The Did wyverns you look that fall into up? the dragon. Hell yeah, I looked it up. Wyverns fall into the dragon category, but dragons are dragons. They're not wyverns, but wyverns are. Considered dragons. Hmm. Uh, what about them chupacabras, huh? Chupacabras. Chupacabra. That's a good one. Chupacabra. Now you got to explain that one to me because isn't that like a Mexican frog? No, no, no. no. Uh, chupacabra is supposedly a like a naked dog type creature that sucks the blood of its victim. Now, mostly goats. Depending on what myth you hear, 
it is mainly goats, um, <laughs> which, depending on the myth and the the region from which you hear it, um, chupacabras are either there to cleanse the goats of any diseases that they may have as to not infect the human population, or when a goat is attacked by a chupacabra, it means that your family is doomed to death. So it could be helping you, like Kermit the Frog, or it could be fucking you, like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> like Kermit the Frog, <laughs> like yeah. Like Kermit the Frog, yeah. What's long and green and smells like pork? Kermit the Frog's finger? <laughs> Give me some of that bacon. It's it's described as either a small hairless dog, about the size of, I don't know, like a, a Queensland healer, really skinny, no hair. And instead of teeth, it has it's like three fangs, two on the top, one on the bottom. Um, and there's only ever three hole, three puncture marks found. Kind of like a vampire, just adding one. Huh. But it's either a small dog-like creature, which is hairless, or a small bear-like creature, with it, which is hairless. So there's no hair no um, matter what. Maybe there's like correct. Maybe there's like an older version and a younger version. That'd be cool. I mean, anything's I mean, possible with mythical creatures. Anything's possible. No, see, there, there's another one on the list that is uh, a part of this mythical creature mm-hmm. uh, list that um, a few years back they actually found a skeleton of, and that would be the Cyclops. What? Yeah, what? you didn't hear about that? No. Yeah. Let me see if I can find the article. It was, Greek um, mythology for the win. Fuck yes. Yeah. I saw that and was like, um, yes, please. What's next, Medusa? Well, they are saying that there is a possibility of um, a hydra living in South America. Well, hydra's a little different. That's a, you know, multi-headed snake. But that's fucking cool! That's another one. That's another one. A fucking hydra? That's another fucking dope-ass Multi-headed ass serpent that if you cut one head and off, if you c- two grow yeah, in each place. They, yeah, you knew where I was growing. going. Oh, I knew exactly where you were going. Will you stop the head-slicing thing? <laughs> Straight from Hercules, man. Yeah. You gotta love Disney movies, man, because Hercules did the Hydra so fucking great. Mm-hmm. And I just love his reaction, too. Would you stop the head-slicing thing? <laughs> uh, so, such a good fucking line. But no, yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's the Hydra is, is, has always been really badass. That kind of goes in with the Kraken, too, because you got those those mythical snake beasts. Yeah, know? what if what if a and, Kraken and a Hydra fought? Um, I gotta give it... Ooh, shit. I, I gotta give it... I got, well, see, I gotta give it to the Hydra. Well, no, because the Kraken could squeeze it to death, and it wouldn't cut off its head. So, yeah, ooh, that's a tough one. I got to give it to the Kraken almost. What you guys gotta weigh in on that um, for us in, in the comments. In the comments, guys, weigh in on who would win in the uh, uh, between Kraken, a Kraken and, a, Hydra. And, a, and, a, and a Hydra. Weigh in on that for us, guys. Give us your nerd, your nerd insight. Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. So the skull uh, that has one eye hole, it's a very large skull was discovered in early 2003 and uh, was actually shown on the American History Channel hmm. in 2015. Now, my question is this, Grizz. Are we 100% sure this was not an inbred baby? Are we sure uh, that wasn't an inbred with, baby? With a skull bigger than yours? I mean, sure. Uh, well, I want to know what vagina the, the skull the size of my torso came out of. Not one that yeah, I'd want to be anywhere near because it would eat us. No kidding. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like that's that that's cool as fuck. Now, one I've always thought it was really cool because I love. I was big lover of Greek mythology, as I've said in uh, past podcasts. Is of course Medusa. Medusa. Yeah. Medusa. Very fascinating. Yes. Very fascinating. Story alone behind her and all that. But you got, <laughs> you know, anyone that looks at she just looked 
glance at you and turn you into stone. That's a fucked up thought. And I mean, that's a qu- again, the question is, is it, this: Do you die, or do you just are you just you forever stone. stuck in stone? Didn't the story go? No, yeah, no, you're forever. You're dead. I think you're forever stuck in stone because I don't think there's any way to break the Medusa's curse. Once you're in it, you're in it. I think Perseus actually killed Medusa. Okay. Wasn't she supposed to be really pretty? And her the gods punished her because of her, her vanity. I want to say the gods punished her because um, she was prettier than Aphrodite. Yeah, she was prettier than Aphrodite, and Aphrodite was jealous because uh, she had Zeus's attention. And Aphrodite's like fuck you, bitch, and she was still a pretty snake. <laughs> She was a gorgeous thing. I would, I would, I would just, I would, I would, I would just do the. I would just pull a fucking Fifty Shades of Grey, just put a blindfold on it, and just rail that snake. Well, how do you head. find the snake pussy hole? No, you don't have to even worry about the pussy hole. You just get head. Yeah, but she got fangs and shit. I mean, a little teeth action never hurt nobody. And then we talk about Greek mythology. Let's not forget the freaking Minotaur. Oh, the Minotaur. The Minotaur is an amazing creature, and again, another Greek. Another Greek. Greek mythology is really fucked up when you get down to it. But fun fact: the word Cretan actually comes from the Greek mythology and Greek language, but it also comes from the Cretes. The Cretes was an island of Greek, as a Greek city-state, and they were so hated by everybody else that it was an insult to be called a Cretan. On top of that, they were cursed by the gods that the wife of the king was such a promiscuous lady that she fell in love with a bull having the child of the minotaur and that's why it's such an insult to be called a cretin because your queens will fuck animals <laughs> bestiality at its finest and uh, so the minotaurs are then put into the maze and that's why every minotaur in every movie is always in a maze being called a cretin just mean nothing nothing more than you come from Crete. that's what you know you guys just leveled up What's the one that used to scare the living shit out of me? Gremlins? Um, no, fucker. Those are not scary. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Give them wa- put them in warm water. We'll see what happens. No, there was actually... Uh, well, these are the ones that didn't scare me, and I'll come back to that. But gnomes, they're not scary. They're, just, they're creepy in the sense of like you think that they're going to do naughty things to you at night, like steal your underpants. <laughs> yeah. That I don't know why this happened, but why do old ladies love putting gnomes in their I, – I get the mythos. The, the garden gnomes, yada, 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 this, that, and the other. They're supposed to protect your gnome. To keep kids like away from their house. No, because I usually just go over there and kick those motherfuckers in the face. Yeah, and you break them, and you come back the next day, and they're still there giving you the bird. They're, like, back to normal magically. Like, I just broke that thing, and it's like, fuck you, gambit. <laughs> no, I don't understand, yeah, the the need to... Yeah, the gnome, the gnome mythology is kind of cool. Like, it, it, there's several different versions of the gnome mythology, but the one I think you're talking about is, you know, they're protecting or whatnot. Or... I mean, gnomes kind of always lead me right into something that I was kind of, like, I don't really associate it with it, but elves. Because the mythical creatures of an elf it always fascinated me. One, you got the longevity of life. But what kind of elves are you talking about? Because you got the D&D style elves, right? Where they can be like normal humans. They're usually really long, lanky, six feet tall, yada, 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 pretty, whatever. Very androgynous. But you also have those tree elves. And I'm not just talking about the fucking, you know, but you also have short elves too. Like Santa's workshop elves. Mm-hmm. You've got the, the cobbler. The, the, the Keebler what's, what's elves. Story? The, the, no, not the Keebler, you fucking <laughs> You're so fat. <laughs> yeah, you fat fuck. <laughs> Someone had to mention him. Uh, no, I, no, I, I was the, thinking it. I just wasn't going to say it. The elf and the cobbler. The elf and the cobbler. The elf that helps him make the shoes and shit. 
Yeah. You know, dwarves always go together. Dwarves, those mountain dwelling little fuck sticks that don't want to come out in the world, but they're great with metalworking. Well, dwarves are mostly, yeah, dwarves are mostly known as blacksmiths in, in, you know, D&D and anything like that. And jewelers. And jewelers, yes. And jewelers and stuff like that, yeah. They deal with precious gems and shit, yeah. Or hella good battlers, you know what I mean? People who fight. They're just drunk and angry. That's the way I look at them, you know? Well, elves and dwarves are really popular because they're in everything. Like you said, they're in D&D. They're in tabletop games. They're in every video game you ever play. Like, let's not forget that Orlando Bloom was probably one of the sexiest elves ever, and he made a million girl's panties wet by playing fucking Legolas. Yeah. A million? Try close to a billion. It's like a national hero in China. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you think about it... That's a very weird place. Think of like every anime after Lord of the Rings, there's always one character that looks just like Legolas. You have kind of a point. I mean, not all of them. wrong. There's there's quite a few characters that have that long blonde hair and the fucking yeah, and they're always assholes too. Orcs, orcs, orcs are always. See, that's one orcs, of those things orcs, that orcs, orcs. I mean, orcs not just in Lord of the Rings. Orcs are in D and D as well. Yeah, they're in, you know, they're in all sorts of different of, things. I mean, even of in medieval of, of, of World medieval of games. The thing about orcs though is orcs always have to play these bad guys, and it wasn't until freaking uh, it wasn't until Morrowind or Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls games that you could finally play as an orc as a good guy. He's not. You know, yeah, they're dumb. You know, they're big and they swing a hammer and they're dumb. You know, my orc's name was freaking, uh, was either, it was usually either Punchy McKickass or Smashy McSmasherton. Smashy McSmasherton. You want to hear the best orc name ever? And I actually Google searched orc names for uh, a D&D character was Thalcock. I mean, that that sounds terrifying. T-H-A-L-K-O-K. Thalcock. Thalcock. The barbarian. like, again, yeah. Again, that is both terrifying and arousing. What is your name? They call me Thalcock, the, the rigid. <laughs> Thalcock, the stiff. <laughs> trolls. Trolls are a good one. <laughs> you know what I liked about trolls? Remember, you guys remember the movie Willow? Yeah. Yes. Trolls really opened my eyes as to the fact that, I mean, and I think it was a D&D thing too, but trolls hate fire. Okay, speaking of the movie Willow. Yeah, I'm about to blow your mind right now, Wild, because I know you did not know. Mm-hmm. But the guy that played Willow was also in Harry Potter. Yeah, who, who didn't the, know that? I did know that. Yeah, who didn't know that? Yeah, he was. Okay. The, well, did you know that in? He's literally. Uh, he's literally. The, he's literally the most famous midget. Yes. So give us the give us the midget fame list, Gambit. I want to hear this. No, yeah, it literally goes like, uh, what's his name, by the way? He's not that Midget's famous name. if you don't remember his name. He's a he's a fucking great actor. Yeah. The fuck is that little bastard's name? <laughs> <laughs> so Warwick Davis is the literally the most famous. Even if you don't know him by 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 sight because he does a lot of prosthetics, he is literally Hollywood's go-to midget. When you need a midget, you go to Warwick. That's just the way it works. And he knows anyway, midgets that'll work for no, you, too. No, what you need to say is when you need a midget who is a great actor, Yeah, you go see yes. him. Yes, yes. And then after that, after after that, you've got the little bastard who plays Tyron <coughs> Lannister, also known as Peter Dinklage for the win. Peter Dinklage. Love me some Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage is probably is, is probably might get more famous. The only problem that I have with Peter Dinklage, and I know we're derailing real hard on this, but the only problem 
that I have with Peter Dinklage at all. Peter Dinklage as an actor refused to take any roles where he was an elf, a dwarf, a leprechaun, and Warwick Davis did not. And he played the Hollywood game. That's why I put him as my number one because you know what? Look, look. So, so the fans know what I look like. I'm a tattooed, long-haired dude. So if a movie came up to me and was like, hey, we need a six-foot-tall, tattooed, biker-looking motherfucker, you cast me as a role. That's my fucking role. When Hollywood needs a fucking leprechaun, you, if I was a midget, I'd be like, that role is fucking mine. You know? Like, anyways, I'm, I'm totally derailing. Anyways, so Warwick Davis, Peter Dinklage, wee man from Jackass, probably yeah. the third most famous, and then Brad Williams. And if you out there do not know who brad williams is he's a stand-up comedian he's got two specials they are funny if you want to laugh from beginning to end you look up brad williams fun size and brad williams daddy issues what they about, are fucking hilarious what about the dude who uh did mini me uh, but then i'll put him number five yeah okay, okay. going back to topic you know what's another great mythical beast fucking griffins there's one that grizzly brought up earlier uh and it was uh interesting as a unicorn Unicorns are unicorns are very interesting. Um, unicorn blood is great in Harry Potter, you know, because if you drink from it, you actually have immortality. But the fact that you can't catch a unicorn is also amazing. I just want to know when did you when and why did unicorns a become so fucking popular in Hollywood, especially to superheroes, and b why the fuck do they become like sparkly? And well, if you think about it, unicorns are, are supposed to be rare. You know what I mean? They're supposed to be like one of those things you can they're hard to find. They had that old movie, The Last Unicorn. You guys remember that? Yeah, that was a good movie no. way back when. I want to say the '80s. Yeah. Look, the only look, the only thing that good that came out of the '80s was me. I was born in the '80s too, buddy. Here's my statement, and here's me standing right by it. There's a lot of good things that came out of the '80s. Thank you very much. Yeah, meth. <laughs> oh my god. Well, without meth, you can't see unicorns. So. Yeah, you can. That's what shrooms are for, and those have been around for a long time. So, some more mythical creatures, Grizzly. Ogres. It's hard to just it's hard to define ogres from like, you know, um trolls and stuff like that because a lot of um, you know, D&D or or game, video games just in general kind of make them look the same. No, that's very true. I would say that like ogres and trolls are like related somehow. In, in a way, if you want to get technical, ogres are like the deformed cousin of the trolls. I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of creatures come from Greek mythology, and then unfortunately, like I said, I don't know enough about other cultures to know every culture's mythology. The oh, phoenix. the phoenix! How could I ever forget the phoenix? The phoenix is an amazing creature. I mean, a, a beautiful, the immortal fiery phoenix. bird that can tears that can heal shit and it dies and it's reborn it's basically immortal now here's the real question though when a phoenix dies and is reborn do you think it gets all of its memories and, wh- and what if a phoenix would what if i gave phoenix a phoenix and al- a bunch of alcohol and then it died would it then have fetal alcohol syndrome good question this is this is what keeps me up at night people this take a seat and go crazy with me oh god but the phoenix is definitely an interesting one. Interesting one. So in Greek mythology and the Talmud, a phoenix is a long-lived bird that is uh, cycling, regenerated, or born again. Associated with the sun, a phoenix obtains new life by arising from the ashes of its predecessor. So yeah. So that's, that's, that's in theory what I'm talking about. It arises from the, its predecessor. So that means is it a new bird or is it the same bird? Pretty much the same bird reincarnated. Here's one for you guys. The sphinx. Ooh, the sphinx. I don't know much about that, though. That's a That's Roman, right? God damn it, Grizzly. <laughs> it's like you have to say something stupid for every smart comment you make. 
Tell us about the Sphinx, Gambit Almighty. Yes, because Gambit knows all. Matter of fact, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a game one of these days. A stump Gambit. Ask Gambit, <laughs> Gambit a question. Or Google? Well, I, well, look. Don't look behind the fucking curtain, dickhole. <laughs> there is two different types of sphinxes. There is the Egyptian sphinx. That's the most uh, the most famous uh, depiction of a sphinx is from the Egyptians. It's the great sphinx of Giza. And then there's the Greek sphinx. God damn, it goes back to the Greeks. They, they really a lot of these mythical characters do. But here's the funny thing about this: is the riddle of, and it, the, the 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 Greek version is the riddle of the Sphinx. Mm. It's the Sphinx that asks you all kinds of questions. Uh, it was said in the late lore that Hera and Ares sent the Sphinx to Thebes in Greece, where she asked passerbyers the most famous riddle in history: which creature has one voice and yet becomes four-footed and two-footed and three-footed? Which creature? Turkey. Has no, you dumb fuck a human. <laughs> God damn it. A turkey. It's a turkey. Turkey. Gobble, fucking gobble. Here's a fun one, too, for the, the Sphinx. Uh, it's actually also from South and Southeast Asia. The Sphinx gets around. So, so yeah, so depending on what culture you want to go into, it has different origins and the, the, the things about it. North mythology has actually a lot of mythology in it, a lot of creatures. Um, the easiest ones are obviously would be the ice giants, the dwarves, mm-hmm. the elves. Those all come from – and matter of fact, in our mythology, so there are nine realms in the world. We live in Midgard. There is a realm specifically for dwarves. There is a realm for elves. There is a realm for dark elves. There is a realm for ice giants, which are also known as Juntin. And then we also have Valkyries. Valkyries, is, and that's what drives me crazy. A Valkyrie is nothing more than what would be a, what a Christian would appear to be an angel. Uh, the Valkyries, now their job was to, when you die, they actually come down and actually pick you up from the dead and take you either to your resting place, whether it be uh, Odin's Hall, whether it be uh, Freya's Hall, whether or whether it be Helheim. So there's Fenrir, the great wolf. He is actually a wolf so big that he will, when Ragnarok happens, he will swallow the earth to the moon like he will open his jaw and literally just swallow everything we have um jordanmander who is the sea serpent so large that he swims around the circle in a constant circle with his tail in his mouth and that's what creates the tides of the oceans ratatasker is this the squirrel who lives in the great tree of the the great tree the the, you know the life tree what's your favorite mythical creature oh shit my favorite mythical creature the jackalope I wish I had something to hit you with, but <laughs> the jackalope. The jackalope. The it's for those of you who don't know what a jackalope is. It's it's literally a rabbit with horns on it. It's a jackrabbit antelope mix. That's your favorite. Your all time favorite. That's the one. One of my favorites. Yes. What? Why is? Why did you pick the jackalope? Let's hear this. Rabbit and antelope both taste delicious, and I always wanted to eat them together it's like a turducken <laughs> that's like a turducken he <laughs> <laughs> just wants to eat a turducken that's all i heard just, yeah, it's pretty, turkey so that's pretty much it it's a turducken okay well i guess that 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 was a very interesting take on that gambit what is your favorite so for mine, mine always, has always been and always will be dragons. Um, I was a 90s kid. Dragons are just super, something very magical, very elder about them. And then they have a deeper meaning for me as well because I'm a, you know, I'm a 20-year martial artist. Anyways, point being is the dragon always represents the scholar, the wisdom, the, the, 
as being as a, a man who has always been skinny my entire life, and while I can contest this, when I was a kid, I was only like four to four nine all the way all the way through high school. It's a very short little shit with to a be mouth. a good with a big mouth with a very big mouth, um, like Deadpool without the fighting skills back yeah. then. I, I have two dragons tattooed on me on both arms. I have one blue dragon that I may or may not show you in the next video that I make, and another one on the inside of my arm ripping out of me because I'm a true '90s person. And, and back <laughs> in the '90s, you couldn't get a tattoo without it ripping out of your skin. I want a shark ripping out of my skin. You know, <laughs> I was. I, I was that douchebag who was like, I need a dragon ripping out of me to symbolize the inner rage of my teenage angstiness. God, I was a douchebag. Even though so I'm 26. I'm, even though I'm 20. No, I got it when I was 18. I, mine would definitely be Medusa all around. Just because I love the story. I love Greek mythology. Uh, and it's kind of a sad story, too, you know? It, it, so Medusa, in my opinion, was, it's almost it's almost like, a, yeah, she kind of got wow. what she deserved, but she didn't really deserve it, but then she did. I think with that said and done, guys, I think we're done. Anything you guys want to say? Um, yeah, if you guys got any more mythical creatures that we missed out or your favorite mythical creatures, please, if you're on YouTube, leave them in the comment section. If you're on Facebook, throw that up on our Facebook feed. And if you're on Twitter, tweeter that shit. I don't know, tweet, you know, hashtag mythical creatures. I can't believe I just said hashtag. I'm very ashamed of myself. I need to take a shower and cry. Welcome to the new age. I guess. You guys want to go snipe hunting? <laughs> snipe hunting. <laughs> <laughs> All That's right. actually on on the list of mythical creatures in North America. All right, guys. With that said and done, we hope you enjoyed this episode, episode 74. Remember, next week we will have a mini-boss episode. It's going to be a bigger topic. Woo-hoo! And we're going to tackle that bitch. Like we always do. We're get, Actually, guys, we're getting close to the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. Episode yeah, 80, and then, then we take a little break and come back season 5. All right, guys, we appreciate you listening. We hope to see you next week, and stay sexy. Always. Peace.